Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping on our podcast and letting us into your ears today. This is The Zach Sang Show, and if you want to get closer to your favorite artists or discover new artists, you landed on the right place, I promise you. We are about to catch up with at Jack's Right Songs, also known as Jax, J-A-X. She's extraordinary. I've known her kind of since the beginning of my career, and I think pretty much since the beginning of hers. We're going to go over all of it. I I met her for the first time, I think, 13 years ago. She was in a band called the Jersey Kids, and she's been on the show on and off since, but she's blown up. Big Sister has blown up. 10 million followers currently on TikTok and growing. She writes songs for the girl she babysits, for her parents, and for you and me. We're going to talk all about it, and I really do appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and let me know who we should interview next. Here we go. Let's get to know Jax. Yo, beautiful human. It is the Zach Sang Show coming to you live right now on AMP. Uh, Dan's here. I'm here. And we welcome Jax to the studio. What up? Yeah. It's it's working. (laughs) It's definitely working. We got it. Yeah, you were loud and clear, sis. (laughs) That was my my nickname in high school. Loud and clear? (laughs) Loud and clear. (laughs) You didn't make it through much of high school, right? No, I didn't go to high school. No, you you were... You were uh, homeschooled at Completely. seventh grade. You can't tell. I haven't made eye contact with anyone once. <laughs> is is that a way to tell if somebody's homeschooled? Just, is that like a clear tell? I don't know. Just com- like severe awkwardness, like just filling dead spaces way too much, laughing at funerals. I feel like maybe maybe that's just me. But my, yeah, but you were able to find love. You have a boyfriend who was also homeschooled. So it makes oh, a lot of sense. so yeah, really, yep. Interesting. Do you think homeschoolers are attracted to one another? <laughs> now I do. I didn't really think about it until this <laughs> moment, but probably actually. I like I, I I found him very attractive because he was just away from everything, not wanting to be part of something. We like we met on set and I was part of this like music video, a big music video with a bunch of friends or whatever it was, and he was directing it and he had zero interest. Like I could just see him on the way across the yard just why am i here energy and i was like i like him why am i here (laughs) (laughs) so who makes the first move oh my god i made the first move like aggressively but i was there at the time with my gay best friend who was super hot and so was his boyfriend and i was walking around with his like gq model boyfriend at the time like holding hands with the guy because like we're very close and I went right up to brave and I was like hey like I'm new here you like you should show me around like any cool bars like let's go out and I'm like totally aggressively hitting on him and he's like looking at me 
and then like the guy I'm holding hands with and me, he's like, this, she's psychotic. Like she's just like blatantly asking me out in front of her boyfriend. So yeah, it took a minute to realize he wasn't my boyfriend, but. And this was very pre TikTok fame. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we went through a whole, through so many years. We were just laughing about like, I, I, I just purchased my first house. Congratulations. So it's really, really cool. And like, and we bought the ugliest house in the nicest block. <laughs> that's that's the trick, <laughs> right? We did ourselves in a matter of eight weeks. So did not consider, because I have like, for TikTok, I have influencers coming in and out like every day. So when we were flipping it, like it was just pure rubble. Like you don't understand. We were living in rubble, like piles of glass and shards and the wood and the floor. We ripped the floors up, the paint that we knocked the kitchen out. We did it all ourselves, like just the two of us. What? Yeah, like nuts. And then the only thing we didn't do ourselves was install the countertops because we couldn't. So we just had a counter guy do that. But other than that, all us. And it. most people, like normal people, would take some time to do that. It would have probably been a year process at least. Uh, which we did in eight weeks because oh, wow. I was like scared I was going to get sued when people were coming over because they were like children, you know, like literally like you, freaking Harry Jowsey was there and there was just one table and that was it in the house. Like I had to do a brand thing once where I had to eat nachos and we didn't have a kitchen. So I made nachos on the toilet, like fake prop <laughs> nachos. It was just gross. But anyway, we were just talking about how like our first apartment was literally in a Tommy's Burgers parking lot, like in North Hollywood and just so gross, but like we had the most epic times there. It was like, it was literally 700 square feet, no central air. There was like a time where I had Natasha Bedingfield there and I was freaking out that she was like in our apartment. I was embarrassed because it looks like a motel, right? And I'm like, oh, we did it. And you know, we're turning the air on and off because you hear it in the camera when you film the TikToks. So we're sweating, right? I see drips of sweat down <laughs> Natasha Bedingfield's face. And then she's talking to me about some ideas and I like look behind her and I see this giant roach like on the white wall. And I was like, oh God, there's a roach on the wall right now. Really, like right now. Natasha Benning, and she usually goes to turn around. I'm like, ah! she's like well, we just keep talking about all your ideas. Like, don't look behind you, please. But now here we are. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> By the way, we're talking to TikTok superstar Jack. Is it weird to hear TikTok in your title? Yeah, totally. I like people come up to me and they go, aren't you Jack's Fright song? Like, that's like my full name. I'm like, yep, that's, that is the birth certificate and Jack's Right songs. <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> is it weird that this has been your gateway, your your kind of entrance, your like intro into great success? Like, because you've been making music since I was a child, yeah. <laughs> and like, very few people out there have been have watched you from that long. Yeah, uh, I'm one of them. It might just be you, really. <laughs> you really just stuck around. <laughs> By very few people, it's you and my mom. <laughs> yeah, me and your parents. Yeah, exactly. You've been coming on our show. Yeah, since I was a child. <laughs> I mean, it, I'll be celebrating 15 years in July. What? And I think you've been coming on for maybe 12 years. Mazel tov. Thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, same to you. Yeah, I mean, this has been a crazy thing. I like, it's cool. It's cool, like, not put, like, putting out music onto deaf ears like now people are listening and that's just now i could do this for a living so it's cool yeah, but you didn't stop and that's what no, I, I mean i was very broke <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna dive into a bunch but yeah. like your consistency was extraordinary and real talk like i've watched you literally perform shows to almost no one zero 
and, and I had seen you do shows for years and years and tiny shows. And then and I always thought you were incredibly talented. I was like, you know, I think she'll probably make it. I think she'll make it. I think she'll make it. And then there was one show in Kearney, New Jersey that you did at like some like v, VFW hall. And there may have been, I don't know, maybe seven people there. Was but you, you performed that motherfucker like it was Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and it was it, very extra. <laughs> in that moment, I was like, yo, she's going to be a superstar. Aww. Like that moment where it was just you on stage. I'm trying to remember the show. I mean, it was sis, so sis. here in New Jersey, <laughs> so little. Again, seven people were there. I believe it. But it was <laughs> like you were playing MSG or Radio City Music Hall. And I was like, yo, and that moment I was like, oh, sister's going to be a superstar. Oh, thank you. I'm just like, close your eyes, close your eyes. There's there's more than seven people here. Just manifest it. What keeps you going? I mean, you you knew that you were meant to do this. You know, I mean, like, there is a difference in motivation, I think, when you come out here on your own. Like, I grew up doing music and writing songs, so I always had the support of my parents. And, like, they were always super supportive of me so like i never really understood what it was to you know have to survive as a songwriter and also pay rent and buy groceries and all that and i just kind of i got like sick for a while and then i kind of just like ripped off that band-aid i was like okay i have 30 dollars in my bank account and i'm moving to los angeles <laughs> and just did it so that just the the money alone like was a different type of hustle just learning how to write songs for money, not just for myself. So like being in the studio twice a week, every day a week, writing a bajillion songs, hoping that some celebrity cuts it. And then you get like one cut a year that maybe pays you rent for like a couple of months, you know? So it was that alone was a different type of hustle coming out here. Um, just a little bit of a panic. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I think also the other elements, I'm not really, I don't really have any other skill sets <laughs> other than <laughs> writing songs and singing them. So here we are. <laughs> but was coming out to LA a part of your goals or was it, was it what happened to you in the, it, it, I feel with like your health? probably like you too. Like, what? like just, you knew that it was all here. Uh, like at a certain yeah. point, New York became very corporate. On the music side it, like there was a scene growing up of songwriters totally and producers like you know like lars and ali and all those like and guns in that world all of them that was like this was our circle of people and then very very quickly everybody migrated to la so i was like i guess i gotta give this a go and be around people that are like way better than i am and learn so it was basically like a decision of like i can't be in jersey and new york anymore there's nothing really going on i'm not challenged so but yeah, it had something to do with being sick. Like I got super depressed emotionally. I had no drive to do, I was just sad in my little pocket. So I just had to, I always found that when I forced myself to be uncomfortable is when things go well. So I was very uncomfortable, <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> I mean, sis, you battled thyroid cancer. That's true. Twice around. I mean, that's not a joke. No, it wasn't. It was like, that was the hardest part about the cancer because it was, when you get stuck in this mindset that you're sick, it's just a big mm. cloud of darkness and that recovery I couldn't sing. But that's what started my songwriting process because I couldn't sing, but I could still write. So I was writing for other people. That's how I started writing for people other than myself. And I was like, wait, I can go to I can go to Hollywood and like make a living doing this, which is like very much not true. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't make a great living doing it. I was technically, but it was hard. Um, 
because there are songwriters that are meant to do that for other people. And then there are the artists and I definitely missed writing for myself. So after I was fully recovered in a good place, I started just making my own music again. So how does that change the, your outlook on life? Cause it, I, I mean, overcoming cancer of any kind yeah. is monumental and massive yeah, and taxing and yeah. emotional, not just for you, for everybody around you too. Exactly. That was the big thing. Like at the time I was, I, I think my first, the first time I got it, I was 19. Oh, yeah, 19. And I was on and off tour playing out shows and trying to stay busy. And I was not concerned at all. Like I was, they honestly, when they caught it, it was, they told me it was like a sinus infection. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I've been nonstop and I always get sinus infections. And then I thought like, wait, I got like, 10 sinus infections this year like that's actually a lot and then my mom had forced the issue i was at an urgent care back and forth from la yeah. and she was like can we just like triple check on this like just to make sure it's a sinus infection and they did like an ultrasound it was covered so we got very lucky that my mom like insisted on yeah. checking it out but well you also hard. your grandfather had had it yeah at the same time that i had it so it was like didn't make any sense like Wait, there was really? no way that i would have gotten it at 19 he was like in his late 70s getting it you know that was like the normal time to get that if i was gonna so there is like the element of it being genetic and i'm sure that on, on top of all the stress and just trying to hustle make it a music like it was it was a wake-up call on how to treat my body and my mental health how to take breaks how to eat right you know surround myself with better yeah. energy you know you look for a reason as to why you get cancer like is that a part of overcoming this thing is trying to find out why you at the time for sure like at the time i went through all those phases like it was it started with the initial shock and the terror like the just the terror in my family just everybody Ugh. i don't know just i know your family so i you know i can see they're that. really emotional people and i'm like the person i'm like the chandler being like the crack jokes to make everybody feel better in dark situations so is my brother so we were kind of making light of it but until we couldn't like until it was like getting closer to the surgery and the radiation yeah. and stuff like that and you get kind of super freaked out um and then definitely go through that dark phase where you're like what did i do to deserve this like what could i have done better the shitty part about am i allowed to say that mm -hmm. yeah. about <laughs> thyroid cancer is that there's no real link to and like why it would happen physically a lot of it's just genetics. A lot of it, some they say stress, but there's no real answer. There's no phases of the cancer. They're not like, oh, this is stage four. This is whatever. It's a super curable cancer um, and super treatable if not. Um, so at the time, it was a lot of like, should I be eating? Should I be vegan? Should I be like only drinking alkaline water? Yeah. So this and that. And then is it something, is it the way I treated people? You go through like the spiritual thing. You're like, is it cause I was mean to so-and-so or I broke this heart. Isn't that, this is my karma. And it's a bad it's psychological. It took a lot of therapy to like figure out shit just happens, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you get, sometimes you get dealt a hand and you figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. But looking back, it was an incredible thing to have happened to me because a, it taught me to be a better songwriter, so it like opened up this whole other life for me. Um, and B, I'm like super duper conscious of my body now, just every little thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. Was there a fear you wouldn't be able to sing again after having the surgery? Yeah. Oh yeah, because with my grandfather's surgery, he they messed up and they because it's 
the vocal cords lie right over the thyroid, like within centimeters. So something happened. I, I because of that, we, we like found the best surgeon in the world to do this surgery, but they tweak something and he literally can't talk anymore. That's it. Like forever. What? Like it's a mess up in the surgery. So it was like, if that was the real panic, like, am I going to wake up and not be able to sing or talk ever again? So <laughs> it was like, oh uh, the, not only is it like you're stressing about cancer existing in your body, but then you're like, wait, if this works out, will I have a career? And the recovery process was stressful. Like I was going to my coach at the time. And then he was kind of, I was relearning how to sing and use those muscles. It's actually pretty funny. Like when, you could see the scar here, but like when they slit my throat, I guess like the nerve here messes with your facial nerves and everything like that. So like for a couple of months when I would eat food, I would miss my mouth like entirely oh, no. <laughs> or like brush my teeth. I just like hit my face with it. <laughs> my brother loved that part. He's <laughs> like, you're doing great, Jax, really. <laughs> so, so how long from the surgery till you were able to sing again? A couple months, really, like fully. I actually do feel like there was a minor effect on my voice. I feel a little raspier than before the surgery, like long term, which is cool. Yeah, can't complain. It's rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I always wish for a little raspier voice. Anyway, I was always like forcing that rasp, but now it's just there. Yeah, sh <laughs> shout out to the cancer, right? Yeah, shout out to the cancer. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Just want to thank all my red blood cells. <laughs> so dark. Uh, it's so dark. But also, like, please be aware of your body. I mean, that is an important yeah. message to get out there. And I and it's scary to go to the doctor, especially mm -hmm. if you notice something or if you see something. But yeah. at the same exact time, like, that's what saves your life. Yeah, I'd always say, like, looking back, always force the issue. I've been the most annoying patient since then. Like, every doctor just, like, dreads me coming in because I'm always freaking out. Like, that was the one, like traumatic thing about getting it was that ev multiple doctors had told me there's no way right so like now every time I go into a doctor and I'm like oh I feel that I feel something here I feel something here I'm not feeling too hot they're like nah I'm like well yes yeah <laughs> told yeah. me that last time see, making mistakes like that sows doubt yeah and that is terrifying that's what probably I was never a hypochondriac before and now I definitely am every little thing I'm like ah cancer <laughs> wow yeah but that hyper awareness is i mean vital yeah you just have to have the balance you have to have someone in your life being like all right relax relax like it's fine you're fine you're healthy and do you obviously grow cr closer to your boyfriend but no this is after that but but you're after, you, yeah. you meet him here but you you literally start with nothing yeah and now you have everything that you've been working for it's cool i mean jacks like for <laughs> like a dozen years yeah like i think and th i think even longer Probably, yeah. <laughs> You've been working at this longer than I think anybody else I know. Oh, well. And to see you make Me it. Too. <laughs> to see you make it has been, I would listen to your songs, Ring Pop, I used to play it all the time. I mean, I, I, I would just, I, I'd cry because I remember, I mean, we have, we share so many memories together. Oh, yeah. Like the most. Oh, yeah. You used to come and do my show and nobody else would come and do my show. Yeah, we loved it. Like I was in <laughs> bands growing up as a kid and we were like so many like little pop punk things. And we every time there was a Zach Sang thing, it was Goom Radio. At yeah, first, baby. It was like everything. We would get so hyped. Like we had what, like meet and greets and stuff. Yeah, we would do, we used my studios for literally everything. anything. Like pizza parties, <laughs> yeah. you name it. It was happening. And like you wrote a jingle for my show oh yeah years and years and years ago at a time where i needed it so vitally and i definitely still have it somewhere i so maybe know i'll it. stick it in Let's here it. uh 
Uh, you really shut up. You shouldn't know it. Zach Sang's coming in with a bang, spinning uber sick tunes on the air. We got Shelly Craig and Hef and celebrity guests. Zach is coming at you with his flippy hair. Yes. Twitter.com slash Zach Sang. One Zach Sang is what you want to hear. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I have like a weird memory with lyrics. I remember all of them from every time I write something. Remember that. And my mom was like, it's great, sweetie. He's going to love it. I did. We used it in the demo. Really? Oh. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, sister. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like this one requirement. We were doing a bunch of demos that ended up getting me a job that eventually brings on Dan. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, my God. You had to have known that. We put it in a demo that was going to the sky. Mike McVeigh constantly on CDs back then. That's how long ago that was. You like print out covers of these CDs, like your own merch. (laughs) Seriously, I would take, I I, would put photos of this executive, this radio executive, (laughs) like his headshots on the cover. Yeah. And I'd put like uh, speech bubbles, like coming out of his mouth, being like, (laughs) wow, this is the greatest radio show I've ever heard. I need to hire him. And I'd send him CDs every week via FedEx. Oh my God. And, That's yeah. your hustle. That's crazy. That's like something you see in a movie. Yeah, well, you know, it eventually ended up working out, but you're, that that jingle was on let's go. all the CDs. Let's go. I remember making that in GarageBand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was like kind of making TikTok stuff Pretty before much. TikTok I mean, was a thing. I was always doing this. I just got lucky. One thing blew up and it just went very fast. But this is like not unlike the rest of the things I write. So. But the truth is like you would, I do think that regardless of you blowing up on TikTok or not, you would have, you'd still be making music. Like it is oh, yeah. very much a part of who you Again, are in your DNA. I am like not great at anything else. So I like <laughs> I'm like, I've been doing this for long enough, so I might as well stick to it. Like, I mean, you you have 10,000 hours and then some. It's true, actually. Yeah, I was like, actually, that's funny you say that. Recently, I was on the phone with my dad. We were laughing about everything and just how everything kind of, the cards fell into place eventually. And we're like, remember we used to say 10,000 hours after everything? We were like subscribing to Bob Left Sets. Like old school. He's great. Nation, like whatever. And like, it was like 10,000 hours. You got to do your 10,000 hours. It was drilled home, like as kids. And then I'm like, wait, we have far surpassed 10,000 hours. You have a lot more than 10,000. But the other thing that you have that I think a lot of musicians lack today, especially coming up in TikTok, is like people have thrown beers at you. Oh, uh, piss. Uh, yeah, you've <laughs> like, piss. like, like it, it, coming up like back, <laughs> back in the day in music, like people would always say like, you can't really make it until beers yeah. are thrown at you, until you're performing to nobody. Yeah. And <laughs> you've literally had urine. Pee. Yeah. Why? I, I like played Warp Tour as a kid, like at a, at a teen band. And like the first experience I had at Warp Tour was somebody peed in a bottle and like threw it at me. <laughs> but like, to, low key, we kind of deserved it. Like, we were like, we were too young to be there. Like, we didn't belong there. <laughs> I was like, you know what? All right, I'll let it slide. <laughs> but people are always like, oh, how do you deal with like the hate, the haters, like the hate comments? And I'm like, ah. At this point, it's not pee. It's just not. It's not piss in a bottle, so that's great. And it's like no one threw their urine at me, so I can't really complain. <laughs> I got real thick skin. I think all of us, like I think East Coast kids, have thicker skin anyway. Like I feel like we were just raised with loud families that like. Truth. Like you, I show up to a family party and it's like someone's. Something looks different. Like you gained five pounds, like, or like you stink. Like you put on some deodorant. Like everybody was just like so vocal growing up that it would be hard for my brother and I to like get easily offended by anything. So but you genuinely made the rounds, and you're tested as a performer in a way that like really, truly, like 
punk. Well, mo- most TikTok superstars. I mean, Benson Boone is just the most recent to come on, like off the oh, top of my Benson, head. Yeah. Was just on the couch. Yeah. He literally sang for the first time a year and a half ago. What? Okay. That's epic. I've been watching you sing for 12 and a half years. <laughs> Respect to Benson, geez. But there is there is something different there in terms of how your approach is different. The way you perform is different, but also how, I, I, I mean, are you excited to go on tour? Are you excited to yeah. really do this in a serious manner? Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, like, I, you, I grew up on stage. That was all I had. We didn't, like, really have the kind of social media that is now, the like quick fix serotonin thing. No, it's Twitter and then Twi- Instagram yeah. later on. Right. Like Twitter was the home. I n- I'll never delete my Twitter since like, what is it, 2009 I've had it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. it's being on stage was our like way of get, having exposure. Like just you gig out enough and you like build a small fan base where you are. So And back then you would play the local, like everybody Stone plays Pony, their area. Yeah. Yeah, like you'd exactly. play Stone Pony, School of Rock. Right. You'd play Crocodile. Uh, yeah. Croc uh, something. Oh, right. Uh, the, what the heck was that? The Crazy Donkey. The crazy Donkey. Oh, my God. You'd play like. Long Island. <laughs> you'd play Long Island, New Jersey. Bitter that End. was a cult. Like that. Uh, yeah, like was. looking back, so many kids, including yourself, like came out here oh. and like did the thing. Anthony Lee. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We like. Uh, oh, my gosh. We we Mike Fishkin. Yeah, like, like, yeah, he has killed it. All those like Long Island band kids. It was a genuine cult, I think. Like we all grew up in this in the tri-state area. Push play. Push book. CJ. Come on. Have you seen Wolf in the Wonder Show yet? No. What? <laughs> what is that? I think it's what? his show, right? Guys, are you kidding? You are you gonna be CJ Barron's hype man right I, now? I like you can't not be. Like if you haven't seen the show, it's downtown. Is it good? Is it it's like insane. immersive theater? Yeah, it's like sort of sleep no more and takes place in this like post-apocalyptic loveless world. Oh, you and know what? It's so funny. He, he had DM me about this. Yeah, and I definitely did did what I do, which don't I didn't respond. Why? Um, because mm. I don't respond to anybody. Blew it. It's bad. But somebody <laughs> had brought this up to me. Yeah. The other day in passing, it's this uh, immersive theater thing. Who taught you about TikTok? Uh, uh, it's like speed round. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're switching Honestly, gears. the kid I babysit. So that girl's real. She's real. Chelsea. She was literally the way her, I would babysit. A bunch of songwriters, to be honest, were like this family. She's a really funny kid. So if a songwriter friend of mine who was also trying to pay her bills was like, can you pick up my shift here? Go meet the parents and whatever. And I was, she was so funny when I met her. And she, in order to like entertain her, like she made me download TikTok. And I was like, I'm not downloading this app. Like it's just another app on my phone. And we would just do TikTok dances until it was bedtime. And then, yeah. And then things happened like during the quarantine and she had reached out being like, you know, you're TikTok famous. And like, none of my friends believe that my babysitter is like TikTok famous. I'm like, well, why don't you just come over and we make a TikTok together and we'll prove them wrong. That was the first one where it was like, what's up, Hannah? Sienna, look who I'm with right now. Like that one was the first one we did. And that was crazy. Okay. So the girl you babysit, who you still actually babysit? Yeah. I mean, like now it's more like we just sit around doing TikToks together. (laughs) But but yeah, the mom's like, okay, bye. And I'm like, cool. We got airheads and (laughs) blue talkies. And like, you know, she eats like a child. (laughs) She is a child. She is a small child. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have that many friends. You guys (laughs) be in the babysitter. kid. (laughs) Okay. So she makes you download the app. When do you first write a song for it? Uh, Oh, I mean, I was like confused about the app. I went back to New York 
uh, my parents still have that like beach shack in mm. New York. So my boyfriend and I, when quarantine happened, it was like, my mom was like, just get out of LA. It's so scary. Like come home. And I'm like, oh, I'm not coming home. This thing's going to be over in like a week. Right. <laughs> We're like, fine. We'll come home two weeks tops, which ended up being like four months, obviously. <laughs> and then four months in New York of me like introspectively posting my original music and just taking to my TikTok. Soul. To TikTok, I, I posted a bunch of my songs and just me singing with the piano, taking myself like way too seriously. <laughs> Came back to LA, got resettled in, and then I was just watching a movie one night and I, I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, "Yo, you know, it'd be really funny if I sang Stacy's Mom from Stacy's Mom's perspective, <laughs> which just sound like it's my so my mother, like Stacy. Why is your boyfriend being super weird? Super weird, you know? Like just did it as my mom. Even then, though, like when I filmed that first Stacy's Mom video, I was like, Stacy, why is your boyfriend being? And I was like, Oh, this is so boring. Like I would never watch this. And then I got stupid, put like the towel on my head, put a robe on the the eye things, and then it as her and i swear to god it's the first time i like did something stupid on the app and i got like a couple hundred views and i was like damn it like i embarrassed myself <laughs> i was so excited about this and i embarrassed myself and i literally went to bed got up to pee and at like three in the morning saw a bunch of notifications and clicked it and it was like millions of views and then all those videos i posted prior of me singing people like saw for the first <laughs> time so it was worth doing the consistent videos and people followed because of you they had, realized it was more than one thing. You would range. Sure, yeah, I guess. I, the, I think it was the craziest thing ever. I scared the crap out of my boyfriend. I was like, oh my God, it's viral. <laughs> He's like, what, what, who's here? <laughs> yeah, but that was the first one. And then I was like determined. I was like, okay, cool. Lucky me, there's tons of perspectives. And it's like, I could just go on for years with this. <laughs> so is that what clicks after that initial virality sets in that yeah. you can milk the other POV? Kind of, yeah. I think you're just thinking like, wow, this is the first time something's worked. I broke through all this noise. How do I do it again? So I, first thing I did was do a part two, which did really well. And then I was like, well, I guess I can just do more. Like I could find different perspectives and different songs. I can do like lonely from Hailey Bieber's perspective. I could do chandelier from the housekeeper's perspective, <laughs> Taylor Swift songs from the dad's perspective, like all these things. And it became like kind of a shtick, but then I started to get nervous that I'm like not a comedian and, or like an influencer by trade or whatever. So I was like, well, the whole point was so people could hear my original stuff. So the first one I posted was ring pop. And that was mm -hmm. the most stressful because I was like, what if they just only want my funny perspective videos and not my originals how long after you are starting to build a fan base and you're releasing povs do mm. you choose to inject ring pop into the mix quickly like within weeks maybe two weeks really yeah or three weeks maybe because i was panicking i was like oh god because you know how the internet is it's like people like get their version of you that they like and mm -hmm. they're like i'm and sticking to this and that's why i follow her and if it's anything different then i'm gonna unfollow it how many know? povs do you post between stacy's mom part one and ring pop oh, not many like maybe two or something not too many do like, they go viral yeah they all did insanely well i got really lucky like people came back for the i, I think the cool part about the pov is not like unlike my personality like I am that goofy and I, I even call like my genre of music is just dad pop. It's mm -hmm. just like tons of puns. So I kept the music kind of aligns with the humor of the TikToks. Oh yeah, it definitely, by the way, it all 
is very much you. That I mean, that's the goal. I really just came. It came down to that being like, I'm not. Why am I stressing? I just got to do me and like hope they like me because I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say only one you, of me. <laughs> do you think you were taking yourself too seriously before that, and you yeah. finally just like let your shield down and you're just being my yourself? My whole life. Now? My whole life. I mean, there have been like little pockets, like of times where I'm like thriving and really excited, but it's always the times where I'm like doing things on my own and not listening to like all the noise. It's always been like corporate dudes and older men and like just the industry whispering in my ear being like hey you're just not sexy enough hey you gotta lose 10 pounds hey you gotta like maybe dumb this down a little bit like this is too tongue-in-cheek the lyrics it's too puzzle piecey and that's how I talk like I'm the I like puzzle pieces you know so every time I wrote like a court written a quirky song where like lyrically I liked They've been like, nah, it's just too like smart feeling. Like they always said smart. And I was like, what does that mean? Like too many I, words. Too many words, right? It was yeah, like but that's how you tell a great story and your words flow together. Ring pop is so good. Thank you. I mean, I thank you. I appreciate it. No, it was I think uh the cool part about the app itself and TikTok is for the first time I was able to post videos and close caption them with lyrics. So I was actually literally able to take the lyrics and the wording and the puns that I believed in my whole life and I was shot down for, I put them right on the screen. People could actually read them and they're kind of the forefront of every song, which is like my dream. I was always predominantly a lyricist and not producer, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, it was cool to have the lyrics right there in your face, so. How do you, what's your first step for writing a song? Now it's like, it's concepts. Like people always, writers out here tell me, oh, you're so Nashville. Cause like Nashville is very country and storytelling. So when you go into the studio or they call it a write in Nashville, you walk in and they're like, somebody comes in with like a word or a story or a concept mm. here. It's like, oh, let's, you know, they're on a track or a beat or start playing with the beat and like, see what comes and see what flows. Sometimes you'll even like hop up on the mic and sing like just random yeah. melodies. It's not, I don't really operate well that way. I'm more so like, Hey, like I want to write a song. I had an idea the other day. I was like, it would be cool to do like uh, a song about how to say like, I don't speak bullshit in like a bunch of different languages. In the hook. <laughs> I mean, like I, I could see right through this. It doesn't even matter what you're speaking. I just can't understand because I don't speak bullshit. And I was like, oh, let's go into the studio and do that. Start there. So it starts with words, conversations, lyrical inspiration for me personally, but not for everyone. Are you writing alone or are you writing with other people? I've kind of narrowed it down to my close friends and people I love. Um, I was taking every session in the beginning. I signed to a publishing deal and I thought the rules were I had to say yes to everything. And eventually I burnt out like crazy. My ideas were like recycled, they sucked. I was uninspired, I was tired. I was tired of meeting everyone all at once. <laughs> like that whole, like we call it session dating. It's like that whole hour of like, hey, nice to meet you, where are you from? It's like literally Tinder dating. So it's exhausting. Um, so now it's just me and my, my friends. <laughs> you know it works. Yeah, I like know what I'm comfortable doing. I'm also like kind of an alpha with lyrics. So I'm very like, in my brain, I need to see something through to act and see if it works. And when you have a million people in the room writing, it's 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 challenging for sure. People are always like, yeah, you didn't write that on your own. No way, you had other writers. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, other writers is so much harder. Like, you have a million brains, you're kind of like- Managing. Yeah, yeah, like that's, writing on your own is easier uh, to me. Like, way less pressure. <laughs> How do you know what your writing is good? At this point, now I just kind of put it out there and see if people connect to it. But, yeah. Do you have a strategy on how you tease a record? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times in the studio, I 
block out while I'm writing in my mind, I'm also thinking like, how can this translate on TikTok so I can get people to hear it for the first time? And that'll be like the promotion for the song. Um, and I'm like, I'll, I'll map out like a 30 second to minute clip where I know that will connect like other videos of mine on TikTok. So a lot of it, I'm kind of in TikTok brain when I'm writing it. It's just that balance of like TikTok and just music that's listenable, you know? I've been saying this a lot recently. Hit me. TikTok has created more one hit wonders in the last three years than we've seen in the last 15. Totally. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but I do think you're very different. I do think a lot of the one hit wonders that we're seeing are people who take their song and attach it to other people's dance moves. And like, mm. it, it's less from artists utilizing the platform to showcase themselves and build right. a relationship. Right, right. You know, that's two way street between them and the audience. Mm -hmm. Cause there's, it's hard for people to just like, they like you. It's, it's so it's hard for them to like, just throw you to the curb. I, the, I'll take that. I appreciate it. I, like I, I hope, like I do use I, for the first time. I'm using this app, and I get to like communicate with people all over the world, and it's really cool. Like I really, I'm on the app as a user all day long. Like yeah. it's actually sad. Like you, most of my day is just like, <laughs> like on the field. I love that guy. I follow him. I talk to like random people on the app all the time. Um, I that also like promotes the algorithm, right? You're commenting on videos. Yeah, they're seeing you. You're I part of the community. So. I haven't gotten to the bottom of this algorithm. Like I, I, I try to figure it out every day, and I give up. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, like I, I'm lucky, like to have that the following on there. That when I do comment on something, it does like shoot to the top comments. So like I spent a lot of time, especially when I first started, like just writing funny comments on things <laughs> and shooting to the top. Well, because it really does matter. Like it gets you out there. It's a part it's of like a tweet blowing up. Yeah. That's what it like feels like. It's part of the whole thing, but it is the blurry line. Like I will say I've yet to have like an original P like an original song, an audio just take off on its own without me doing anything to help. Like that. A lot of the times you see that you see like Benny, right? Like, I know. Oh so yeah, but I'm I would. I may put her in the one hit wonder category. I, I mean, depending I, on what she follows up with. I don't Rip know. Mom made the same way. Oh right, I, I, you know, those things they happen organically though, just because people like the song and they like vibed out on a Spotify playlist, and then it started rotating around TikTok and organically blew up as an audio. I have yet to figure out how to make an audio go that way. The closest I've come is like my father. So good. Thanks. <laughs> Why that song now? Ah. Uh, or in the last year. That one was, that was one of the only times in my life when I wrote something and you asked me earlier, like, how do you know if a song is good? And I just like, don't really until the people decide, right? But that one, I like felt that spiritual moment, goosebumps, stayed up for three days straight, went back into the studio, recut things. It was like perfectionist about it. Most of the things I do, I do in one day and just put it out. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. It was nowhere. It's just songs. But th that one was so special to me. Cause it was so true to me that I wanted to find a balance of it being true to me, but also like relatable to other people. Cause I don't think a good song means like it's perfectly accurate to you. I think the point of good art is like that it connects to other people and it connects to the masses as hard as you can get it to connect. And I found such a sweet spot there with like it being 100% honest to me and also hopefully aspirational to other people and what love could be, you know, good parents. <laughs> Where does it start for you? Do you witness your mom and dad doing something? I mean, you witness them all the time because- Oh, I mean, they made you a video. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, I, they were like, do not forget to show this to Zach Sang. Hold on, I gotta show you. 
You're gonna die. Hold on. I can think, can you hear this on this microphone if I play this? By the Hold way, on. TikTok superstar Jax writes songs. Full <laughs> legal name. Oh my god, play, this play, play. They, okay, by the way, I give you some. Are they on a cruise? Here. I wish they were on a cruise. My my mom taught middle school for 35 years yes just retired a few weeks ago and her plan was and by the way they are these are like brooklyn parents yeah city she, she taught in brooklyn for all yeah, that time she, for the whole time and she was like you know what i want to do i'm going to sell the house and get an airstream but i just want to live in it and just like travel so oh. they're literally in a metal tube wait what and they've been just traveling around to local farms in the middle of nowhere for wait, the last few weeks that's awesome traveling the country together with a toilet that is in the shower like the Wait, what like the trail <laughs> that's what i said my brother were like are you sure about this like you guys aren't like campy people like you guys are you you grew up with there were like no trees like this is crazy <laughs> toilet is in the shower these things are bougie too like here wait this is them hey zach hey zach how are you buddy i miss you guys what's going on <laughs> So, uh, Jax told us the other day that she was going to be seeing you today, and Jill and I were just talking about you the other day and going over and reminiscing about New Jersey times, old times on your show, and we were like, I wonder how he's doing, and now we're very jealous that we're not going to be there, but wanted to tell you that we miss you very much, oh. and we've never forgotten how good you were to us, I love and you we're going to meet up again. Yes. And I don't know what to expect tonight, but I did give Jax my famous recipe to my <laughs> award-winning meatballs and sauce. So if she does it right, you should be in for a treat. Oh. But uh, we're, right now, we are in the middle of uh, touring the country uh, until Labor Day. It's just them in a farm. My mom's like, oh, we just met the coolest people. Like, they're farmers. I'm like, great. You guys are going to get murdered. <laughs> at some point on this trip. But you made the pasta. You made the sauce. I made Thank the gabagool. You. It says Zach Sang's gabagool. I I <laughs> that like brings me the, I mean, I'm flooded with the most memories. Like, And it's hard to put into words and to capture in just this conversation. But I mean, I have known you guys for like so long, the longest time. And yeah. it's, there's it, such a joy, a really truly like I was brought to tears many times over the last couple of years watching you rise. Oh. I mean, sis, like you could have bailed <laughs> True. at any moment. Maybe like right now, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but I wouldn't have faulted you for it, even though I knew you had something within that, like, definitely needed to be expanded on and definitely needed to be shared with as right. many people as humanly possible. But like, you you kept going, like, in the face of so much shit. Goes, it's not not easy out here, but I'm. Um, very my heart is super full were there any thoughts of quitting uh it was never quitting it was more like what jobs do i need to get to like pay my way through this mm -hmm. like i again like i don't have a blank check from my mom and dad like when i want to buy a new piece of equipment or when i want to hire a guitar player or you know like I, I just need to figure out how to pay for it myself and so having that balance of like a side hustle Leave whether I remember even one point I like signed up to drive Uber. Like I'm like, what do I have to do to get the cash to put food on my table and pay for my career? <laughs> and, and that's the one thing too that I got to say, like watching you from so early on, really watching you grow up and perform and evolve. Other people in that scene had parent money, like oh, they yeah. had parental <laughs> family funds right. that were really used at their discretion to fund these delusional dreams in a lot of cases oh my gosh i feel like we might be thinking of the same person definitely i mean like, literally there's like seven people there's but like one that comes to mind but i will oh, never say we'll, it we'll talk about it later Great. <laughs> um, we're like what you have just this endless bank i was always so jealous of I, those kids but by the way i do think 
those kids like quit a lot earlier. Yeah, I was say what are they doing now? They quit because they like to like they it's a it's it's kind of this false sense of reality and identity. Like totally, I don't at this point actually say we surround ourselves. We don't trust many people that have never been poor. Like we're like, you got to be poor if you want to be a homie at some point, like, because you, you, it's a different understanding of life. It's a different set of goggles. Like my parents, we, I did not come from money. Like, no, I mean, your dad was a firefighter and your mom was a teacher both yeah. in Brooklyn, like, and retired. So yeah. my dad was a retired, like after nine 11, he had to go. So he basically was dadager. He was my chauffeur, like, cause I couldn't drive yet. But my mom driving back and forth, Brooklyn, Jersey, whatever teaching it was, but they found a way always so like if they knew I had a dream, there there was a blank check. They figured it out. Really, truly, like you did it with no outside help. Like you didn't, you did not come from insane connections no. <laughs> or money or relationships. And no, but they did know I was like super OCD. Like there are different, I think different types of kids. Like you know, you dabble in different sports and you have different start to learn your passions and stuff like that. And they always did know that if they invested in something like it was gonna, I was not gonna stop until I kind of mastered it. I was just very like always super tunnel vision like that. So it was never really a waste of money. Like if they were like, oh, we'll build you a little studio in the basement. Like I used it every day, you know? Did the Haley Bieber reaction <laughs> scare you? Yeah, actually. Like that was like the first time I TikTok scared me. They were like, hey, Justin loves Haley and Haley loves Justin. I'm like, I know it was a parody. Like, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else. It rhymed. Like, <laughs> I know. I like wonder still if they saw it. I was maybe not. Probably not. But that, yeah, that was the first time I experienced. The second time I experienced like major hate on a TikTok. There were like three videos I could think. One was that one. The next one was um, I did a Tom Brady one <laughs> where I had like kiss my son for too long <laughs> like at the end of it on the lips but like and i didn't realize how aggressive football fans are like they don't oh, they yeah, take yeah, this yeah. very seriously oh yeah breaking like, news this was crazy things for them like i was like oh my god like i didn't realize i really really pinched a nerve here but and then the it's like i don't even know like i, my, I mean my boyfriend or i just wanted to do i knew it was like super bowl i knew he was going for a seventh ring and in my mind i'm like there's a song called seven rings so i have to do it as a parody so i was like Oh, wait, I don't know anything about football or like Tom Brady. So, so where do you begin? I made my boyfriend just jot down a bunch of things about Tom Brady for me and I just and, made and him rhyme. Tom and Brady kisses his son. Yeah. And I was like, wait, can you be the son? And like, I kiss you for too long at the end of it. And it was like, he's like, don't worry, dad, you're going to do great. And I'm like, thanks, son. And just, <laughs> but I like was ripped apart. Like when I tell you terrifying, like death threats, I was like, you guys are nuts. Football is not every day. Like this is nuts. <laughs> yeah, and the other one was uh, I did. I always thought that um, Year Three Thousand was a Jonas Brothers song. It's I not. Did not realize it was not. It was. It's a British band. That but, is correct. They bought it from them. Yes, and the British TikTok came for me pretty pretty hard. But they're like more forgiving. I feel like British people have very similar humor to New York people. So mm. like we hate you, but I'll still follow you. I'm like, all right, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, but you left all these videos up, right? Like you could have taken them down, yeah. but you chose not to. No, yeah. What's the point? Like, is what it is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, I, I learned after doing music and writing songs for so long, realizing you're never going to, not everyone is ever going to like one thing. I, I can't be too precious about it or I'll just go crazy. <laughs> Did you ever really think you were going to be the parody person? No, no, not at all. I mean, like I, I do think, it's a little poetic in a way where 
I spent so long writing songs for other people from their perspective. Like it was one of my favorite things when I would get called in for a session and they're like, we have this brief from why don't we, you know, or like a boy band or, or a male artist. I get really excited about that. I'm like, cause I like writing from guys perspectives. I feel more comfortable with it as a girl, knowing what girls kind of want to hear, like your marketing brain kind of gets like super stoked. So I was like, I kind of have been doing this for like yeah. a decade writing for other people mm-hmm. and myself and like whatever now let's just make it kind of goofy <laughs> so no i didn't think so to answer your question <laughs> in long ass response what was the most challenging video to or song for tiktok to write hmm. that's a really good question to write like wh- which came the most natural and which just didn't oh it's really hard to say i mean a lot of them are a ton of work because there's kids oh. So a lot of the times I, I actually, I write most of them in advance unless uh, I could like pull from the humor of the kid. Like even like the last one with Dwarf Mamba, like he has little things he says and I will incorporate it into the songs. But like the kid ones are normally difficult because you're kind of actually babysitting yeah. while <laughs> performing. You got to teach them kind of how to do it. And then you want to catch their natural humor. So like a lot of your creativity changes and you have to rewrite things and stuff like that. So most of the things I do with kids on there, like really, really small kids, like that is difficult, never easy. Are you producing these yourself? Yeah. I mean, produce a, just an iPhone video. <laughs> like literally, I don't like no effort. It's like insane. Like it, it the effort is in finding really cool, mo- funny moments yeah. and capturing them. But the post is just capture it, crop it down and add uh, subtitles so how do these come Money. together well people like with like john stamos and harry jazzy yeah. how do these all come together oh i harass people all day long all via day long. dm yeah comments publicly dm <laughs> you name it i'm doing it I, all day long like i literally i just go into the dms and i go i'm a huge fan do you have, do you want to come over and like make a tiktok together like hello 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 you up you up you up and eventually some people see after like 100 dms in one day one person usually sees it and gets back to me so it works but <laughs> john stamos happened because i did a tribute to bob saget when mm. he passed into the full house theme song it was so good oh thanks i was so good i was like good i was planning on posting like a funny one that day and i was just in a bad place when i heard about it and i just why did i write it to the theme song of this and he saw that and he asked me to do a full recorded version of it um because he was doing a tribute to bob at like comedy store or something like that and a montage of all his moments and i was like oh god i actually that day i recorded that was the one the day i did the skydiving tiktok so I was like, jumped out of a plane, got in the car, drove to the studio at 10 p.m. and cut and and like cut the actual song in the mic and recorded it for him. And he was like, "Thank you so much. It's like means the world. I owe you one." Don't say that. You're, like, You're right. And I was like, "You do? <laughs> you mean it?" <laughs> so I was like, uh, "So you know, my parents are coming to town. Like <laughs> this iHeart Radio thing. Like you might want to like." come through it'd be sick my mom loves you so she'd be super surprised and then, yeah she freaked out she was like can you post this before my retirement party so all my friends can see it <laughs> like sure <laughs> post it tonight <laughs> like, it's an interesting life you're living now Jack, they did all it? see it by the way they were all st- i went to the retirement party and they were all like John <laughs> has there been a weird celebrity that's recognized you from tiktok oh my gosh yeah like i get it all, like all of my the people i grew up watching i mean a lot it's very very cool that's the coolest thing like 
the coolest thing is Natasha Bedingfield hitting me up to yeah. like an idea. I'm like, what do you mean? Don't hit me up. I'm like hitting you up. You're a genius. Like, or uh, the other day where I was out to see a friend's thing and Ty Verdes just like ran up to me and he was like, Jax, like I'm a huge fan. I'm like, Ty Verdes, like I'm a huge fan. Like, should we like write a song or something? Like, this is what? Is like, that how it works now? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, it's pretty organic other than the whole like me harassing people thing. Is there someone that you keep <laughs> harassing that just won't respond? Oh, yeah. Lil Dicky. Oh, really? really? Oh, yeah, I love him so much. He used my hall pass, but like not anymore because Brave is like now it's too attainable. Too, yeah, it's he possible. Said. He said it was. And I was like, well, you can't just change your mind. Like, you agree. <laughs> That's not how that works. Yeah, like what if like... <laughs> What if, like, you blew up on TikTok and, like, does Scarlett Johansson, like, not matter anymore? Like, that was your chick. <laughs> like, Lil Dicky was always my hall pass. So, it's like, him and, like, Sasha Baron Cohen. So, maybe the universe <laughs> is keeping you away from him for a reason. Maybe. Maybe not to lose the love of my life. Yeah. The ginger love. Is he the love of your life? Oh, yeah. You gonna marry him? I better. It's about, it's about damn time. In a minute. <laughs> <laughs> little ring pop to pump me up <laughs> if you're watching where's the camera wow that's that's seductive <laughs> where do you think you'd be without tiktok uh in kearney new jersey in performing. my one bedroom apartment with a cockroach on the yeah. wall like i don't know <laughs> like, no yeah literally just the coolest thing about tiktok was i was able to save up enough uh from like the brand stuff to be able to buy the house and that's really nice to come home from like the biggest the crappiest thing about living in a one-bedroom apartment especially with like the sirens and the noise and everything is like you come home from travel and it's like that's just been sitting there you know it just kind of feels like warm just girl you know the feeling you're yeah, I'm in sweating it. like dragging up suitcases having the house has been like awesome after the renovation and everything that's been the coolest thing how many originals do you have just sitting somewhere on a hard drive originals for me or like just, oh do you yeah. write songs for other people yeah i mean like so a lot of the times i'll do I'll, I'll go in with the mindset of writing for me and morphs into something that i wouldn't want to sing for myself but could work for like i don't know katie perry you're like cool this actually is a way more of a katie perry vibe so we'll just bank it in the there's a dropbox file of like hundreds of songs like just sitting there but, for other people yeah, or just ones that I wouldn't consider some singing myself. But for my own project, I got like 20 that I love. And I want to ultimately put out a, a full length um, called Dad Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's going to be the album name? I think so. Do you have a date for when you want it to come? No, not really. I should know that. But we've just been like spontaneously dropping singles. Like on a whim, I've been stressing everybody out. Like, <laughs> we should just drop this right now. I'm like, right now. Like, literally, we just did. Like, I teased Victoria's Secret without telling anyone I was going to do that. Like, it was in that category, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm just going to post this. And it goes ridiculously viral. It's like 20 million views. Cause it's Chelsea too. I, I like because I wrote it for her because she had this like moment. It's where so beautiful. There was like a like a brat in her school that was like they went bikini shopping for a pool party. And she, um, somebody called her fat and flat and it like really pissed me off. I have a lot of eating problems myself or at least growing up. And I was like, oh God, oh God, I got to tell her. And I was like, how can I make this kind of like punk raging girl power song for her where she like laughs when she listens to it and actually does take it seriously. So wrote Victoria's Secret, played it for her. 
she loves it. <laughs> and then um, everyone's like, oh, crap, we got to get it out. I'm like, well, let's just do it. I'm like, well, there's a lot of things that go into, like, releasing a song. You got to, you know, prepare the DSPs, like Spotify and Apple Music. You got to, like, Amazon. Hear, Amazon. <laughs> Especially Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you got to prepare amazon for it and and it's like you need artwork you need like the single art for it so i was like i could just do that in like an hour so me and brave (laughs) basically i put on like lingerie should i show it to you basically i put on lingerie and i was like i thought it'd be really funny if i just like dressed up kind of sexy like not looking like what i feel comfortable in and then i just facetuned the living crap out of it So it like ended up looking like something like this, <laughs> just like really out there. We shot this like in our living room, <laughs> and I like and I made like this little Victoria's Secret like where I'm like face tuning myself throughout it. I love it. So yeah, but it took that cost me negative dollars to do. So. You actually lost money. Cause... I lost money probably. Yeah, I was like I had to purchase the upgraded face tune and everything. So. <laughs> So, okay, a record like that, there's so much detail in it because the, the hook is that, like, it's Victoria's Secret is made by a guy. Yeah. The the ultimate, like, goal was not to, like, really hone in on any gender that it was made up by, but it was, like, the idea that it was made up. Like, it was just a fabricated version of this perfect girl that was made up by this, like, old man. Like, even if, like, the point of you dressing, like, sexy was to, like, impress other guys, like, that's not the guy <laughs> you were really going for, you know? Um, but really the point was to be, like, the perfect body just doesn't exist. It's, like, you can't make it up. You can't have an ideal version of what a body should look like. And we were fed that. Victoria's Secret kind of get got caught in, like, the the fire there because it, it is just kind of the one brand you do think of that was, like, damaging especially as like young women, yeah. I remember feeling like, oh, like I, they used to chant Jax's flat chest in my summer camp. They used to go JFC, the boys. Like that was normal. Like back then, especially you saw these like tiny, tiny bodies and like disproportionate like boobs to butt ratio, all these things where you're like, oh yeah, that's it. That's, that's exactly what I need to do. So, and in order to get there, the only way to do it is starve for me anyway. Some girls, like I didn't want to make it so like, Cause like skinny bodies are great too. Fat girls are great. Like I feel like I got like a thick booty. Like the, all these things I used to hate about myself, I've learned to love a little bit. Not perfect, you know. I wanted to like really get across that this idea of this perfect body was just fabricated. It was completely mm-hmm. made up. And like even for the music video, we're thinking of like how do we have this like man sitting in a room like just designing this like perfect woman that doesn't exist. So. I just I wanted to instill that in young girls because I went through it big time. So beautiful song written in your mind at the time just for one person. <laughs> well, for Chelsea, it was pretty easy for me to write because it was true, your life. true to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I always actually I, in my mind I was like it'd be cool to write a song called Victoria's Secret, but what is the secret? Used to joke in middle school like what is who's Victoria? <laughs> like what's her secret? I'm like oh her secret is that she doesn't exist. Like it's a it's an old man in Ohio. <laughs> like, like that's it. That's her. That's the Victoria that you guys are all striving for. So it was to, to really be like this, the, the powers behind this are, are no good. So you love you is the song you do with Jake. Yes. Is that, that sample, is that public domain or do you have to clear that? I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but it's public domain because yeah. what you, what song do you think it is? Ba-na-na, I love ba-na-na. you. You love me. The, isn't that Barney? You would think. 
It's not. <laughs> it, it's it's actually something older, right? It is. It's with a knickknack, paddywhack, and yes. a dog a bone. Oh. This old man came something home. <laughs> it's that one, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, we didn't expect that to be a public domain. So we wrote it. how does that start? Does it start with the beat or what? No, that was like just a straight up concept. I was like, this would be really funny to flip this to make it like self-love instead of like needing a relationship. Well, what TikToks are sitting in your drafts that you never posted? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I got in trouble at, um, at GovBall for taking my underwear off on stage. What? <laughs> Why would you do that? That's for Victoria's Secret. Oh. I was wearing Victoria's Secret underwear and I was like, you know what? Like... <laughs> I can't perform the song and I'm wearing Victoria's Secret it's underwear. False valid, I gotta dude. I, yes, exactly. I gotta take it off. So I did like that summer camp trick where you like take it off under your, your shorts. But <laughs> did you do that on stage? I did. So, so there's a TikTok that of that sitting in your drafts? That is a sitting in my drafts, yeah. Is there a POV video or a parody that you didn't end up posting? No, not yet. I haven't done a lot of those recently. I do a lot of like if it says perspective on it, usually it's because I had a guest come in. Like mm. a like a celebrity I like or just Someone I met, like, we have a couple of those ideas coming up, but no, no parodies. Any of those n never make it to TikTok? Parodies? Oh, like, with special guests? They came, they <sighs> shot it, didn't like it? Not really. Not because really? I don't, I don't have the heart to, like, not post it, even if I know it's not great. Really? Yeah. Like, All right. I can't which, do it. Which ones that you've posted don't you like? <laughs> no, I can't tell you that. <laughs> I feel good. bad. They're going to be watching. <laughs> there, um, are, there are some, though, aren't there? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. There's something they could think of like three off the bat. <laughs> I was like, oh God, this isn't funny. Um, a lot of times I like to have friends over because there's a lot, also a lot of friends of mine that have like are trying to do the same thing as me that need help. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. Come over. We'll figure out something and we'll just get you like featured on there and tag you and get people over to your account. I'm like, oh God, I can't think of anything. And they're my friends, so I have to figure it out. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, there's a there's a, quite a few like that for sure, but it's fine. What's your most viral video? Chelsea. The first one? No, the second one. Got it. The one we did about all the things she does that we don't tell her mom, <laughs> like stay up too late. She has a boyfriend. She's seen boobies before, and then <laughs> the mom walks in. Who's actually she did walk in and close the door, um, but that one's like 120 million views. Like numbers I can't process. That's when it gets like I mean even a million views, like if you would have told me, like when I was a teenager, you're like this YouTube video you did of the cup <laughs> song gets a million views. I would have been just like sprinting. Like, this is it. Um, I am famous. Like it's over it. now. I can just quit. Like, this is and, yeah, it exactly. It's exactly. And so now it's like, <laughs> exactly. I've peaked. No, I've, I've reached the roof. That's what I mean. Honestly, it was crazy to think that, that that was very full circle this week. Actually yesterday I hit a million subscribers on YouTube and I'm not, all I'm doing really on YouTube is taking the TikTok content and just putting it up for there shorts? shorts. Yeah. And I didn't realize like until I just checked back recently, I was like, Oh my God, like I have a, I have almost a million subscribers on here and like every video is getting a couple of million views. Like this is nuts. You would have told teenage me I'd have like millions of views on YouTube. Like I grew up watching YouTubers. Like mm -hmm. this is huge, you know? And we just took, kind of take it for granted. I was like, everything's been so chaotic that I need to take a meditation moment yesterday and be like, oh, thank you universe. Thank you to people that are watching. This is really freaking awesome. How do you stay present? Is it by meditation? Uh, lately. Um, I'm, I'm uber present. Like I'm there, I, but I'm too present. That's the problem. I need to like learn how to disconnect 
from everything. You don't do like you you don't do drugs or drink, do you? I I drink like casually. Yeah. I'm a, I drink all the time. Wait me, I'm drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I you did bring wine, so that's true. I brought I gotta we gotta figure out how to get Snoop to talk on this one. That is so cool. <laughs> we gotta get you sponsored by nineteen crowds. we're we're a perfect fit for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I drink, I go out on the weekends sometimes. I try to, dis, the drinking is good to have a beer every now and then and disconnect because I don't know how to stop, like, working. I, I learned that very quickly the hard way, and that's when, like, having been in it for a while came into, and having, like, the cancer stuff, like, came into play when TikTok blew up because I, second it happened, I was like, I am not going to sleep until I die. Like, it was just go, go, go two TikToks a day booked, three sessions a week, just like press, blah, 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 this, that, whatever. And it was like, uh, by the time December came around, I couldn't even talk, like just wrecked. So meditation, oh. I've been doing a ton of yoga, hot yoga. <laughs> hot yoga. Hot yoga. Wow. That's the move. Do you do like a class with other people? Yeah, I do. Like strangers are in the class? Yeah, strangers are in the class. I've gotten like recognized a bunch, like that's looking my, like shit. That's my like, hell. It was getting recognized when you're like not prepared for it. Yeah, in hot yoga, that's oh you're drenched. God. I'm naked, like in the <laughs> locker room. I'm like, oh, no. they're like, you're Jax. I'm like, <laughs> oh. no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's traumatizing me. It is a little bit, but I can't complain about it. But <laughs> well, I wouldn't go. I bring know, hot yoga no. to me. <laughs> that was what we were doing in the apartment. Yeah, if I had it was that hot in there, <laughs> we would just do yoga, and it was hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> not intentionally hot no, yoga no the air was just broken we couldn't get the maintenance guy up there so like might as well make use of this do some yoga and steam it up in here <laughs> yeah well <laughs> <laughs> by the way please listen to jackson's music there's gonna be a link in the description below uh i mean t t victoria's secret is on its way yep an album eventually i hope so yeah i mean what do you mean hope like can, do you not control that it's not even so much that I just don't think that far ahead sometimes. I'm like, I just, I know we live in the pretty quick paced world where everybody's like single, single, single. So I just, we have it. So we've just been kind of dropping it. And then ultimately when you have enough singles that all kind of fit a certain vibe, there's, there's an album there somewhere. <laughs> do you, do you know what story you want to tell with the debut album? Do you want to do an EP? No. I, oh my gosh. EP. I haven't heard that in so long. I didn't even think about that. I think we'd have, I think if we just, called this body of work an EP now it would work because it's probably more than an EP because um, now at this point we got ring pop 90s kids yeah, you probably have you, a... like my father to all the boys I love before and that's five that could be an EP right there yeah. there you go and uh, yeah so maybe uh, I, I think like it'll just come down to all the songs are pretty much it's clearly spoken from my brain so no specific story I want to tell. I got some ex-boyfriend drama. Sick. I got some self-love. I got some uh, how I want to love based on my parents' relationship. I got some like 90s nostalgia, 2000s nostalgia. I got with Ring Pop and 90s kids. And then Victoria's Secret, I got some like some angst. So just trying to, trying to like pull from my brain a little bit in each song. Getting all one little neatly packaged thing. <laughs> and any tour? Like, I, I would love that. Um, yeah, why have you, what, you should be out there now. <laughs> I would love to. I, I think it's like, it's been a lot of like one-off 
things. Yeah, don't you want to see like what you can bring out and like what oh, kind yeah. of crowd you can draw? Totally, that's like anxiety, right? And it's cool because mm. it's like my whole life you've been trying to sell seven tickets at a freaking <laughs> VFW, VFW hall. VFW hall, yeah. So, so it would be really, really interesting to see now with like TikTok being a thing, who would come see me sing live? I'll come. But it would just be you, really. you and my mom again. <laughs> like we really thought this one would work, guys. We thought TikTok was gonna <laughs> stick, but here we are. We thought this was the time in Cherry Hill. Just. <laughs> In Brick. That's where you are, right? You were in Brick. I was in Wayne. Wayne, right, right. Brick. Brick. What is Jersey? It's the best state in the nation, I'll it tell is. you that much. It is. The garden, the garden state. It's the greatest state in the nation. I got, I got yelled at from, I did like a My Home State type song, and everybody, I said Statue of Liberty, because I'm technically, I've spent half my life in New York, half in Jersey, so. I, you can claim the Statue of Liberty. I thought so, but they say that like, what do you mean I, I said New York in the song. and Oh, it technically is in New Jersey. But is it? It's is it? it's well, it's in the it's in the river. It's that's in the in river. Between. So like, how do you even determine like what it is? Like, is it not like a like a zip know. code of New York? But Ellis Island. Where's what's the zip on Ellis Island? Give that a googie. <laughs> what is the uh, <laughs> fucking? <laughs> you... I was gonna say, what's the dude from Joe Rogan? The the, uh, the uh, researches. Oh, that. <laughs> it was Jamie. Yeah, I knew it was a J. This is <laughs> Ellis Island is. 07305, which is part of Jersey City, New Jersey. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Heck, man. Jersey just has it. Yeah, we All do. right, but Jersey bagels or New York bagels? New Jersey bagels. No, you New think? York bagels. Yeah. You morons. Fight, no, no, no. Right. I didn't say anything. Moron. <laughs> Singular. Singular. <laughs> Where do you think the best bagels are? I like, there's one place called Brooklyn Bagels in Brooklyn that makes like these giant fluffy things. Mm. Uh, that one is like, I haven't found a bagel place better mm. than that. But I will say like, generally speaking, I've had some great Jersey bagels. So. New, New Jersey bagels and New Jersey pizza is... Mm, I don't know about that. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> well, I, well, there's some great New Jersey pizza. Yeah. I really do think New Jersey creates the best pizza in the nation. Better than New York. Oh, and you know what? Well, bias I'm going to make this even grosser. They say like Connecticut actually makes the best pizza. Oh, that's, no. I've heard good things. What is it? Pepe's or something like that? Like uh, That's stupid. There's one spot that ranks number one in the world, which was like this place in Connecticut. Like, mm. I hate to say, I just gagged a little. <laughs> Baby bar? Acid reflux there, but yeah. Connecticut. Frank Pepe's Pizzeria. Yeah, well, was I right? I typed in best pizza in the world, Connecticut. And that's Shut the first up, thing that came really? up. Look at you. You got a really good memory. It's scary. <laughs> it's frightening. Yeah, I really. know a little about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bright, but I know like little fun facts here and there. Have you made more friends since becoming famous <laughs> or less? <laughs> it's such a weird question. I don't know. I don't, like depends on, I, I have like a lot of new relationships on the internet. But I, so not real? I mean, I don't know. It depends on what you mean by real. Because I like, <laughs> I, I, I do have like friends on there. Like I talk to people all day long. I meet kids from like children's hospitals. And like I have like straight up relationships with people on there. So I would argue like in-person friends, like way less. Like I have, I just, I moved out of the city. I'm in like Woodland Hills. Yeah. I don't really come in the city much like thanks for coming for yeah us. I, would, I came for you with the gabagool but <laughs> this would be a package you bring from the valley yeah the suburbs. Very, yeah it's like it just i didn't even have to heat it up it was just it was hot. ready to go it's two tupperwares <laughs> full of food just walk outside for five minutes and it was boiling um <laughs> but yeah no probably less i, I think my guard's been a, a little more up it was very strange to see how differently people spoke to me off the bat yeah. like mm. but you know I, that's I think that's just Hollywood, honestly. Even coming to Hollywood from the East Coast was so, I mean, you must have experienced it too. It's like this weird, you get lost lost in the sauce. 
Like, <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. Like you go, I always say like, there's something really uh, warm about how cold people are on the East Coast and there's something really cold about how warm people are here. That is so beautifully said that I have actual fucking goosebumps. It's oh, wow. <laughs> it's like weird. Like everyone was your best friend. You get here and then you get heartbroken so quickly. Like you meet someone, you're like, I just found my soulmate. Like this girl's gonna be my best friend in the world. I've yeah. always had a hard time like making girlfriends, you know, like I don't know why. It's like I always wanted to have more girlfriends in my life. I had I can't like even think of a bridesmaid at this point, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but it Coming here, I was so stoked. I feel like I was making friends with everyone, and then I'd never hear from them ever again. Like, yeah, because you didn't do ghosted. anything for them, right? They like are always looking to see like what can you do for me, and then when they kind of sniff out that you can't do much, they're like, mm. I and the rest of the room see who they can like lock in with, and that's not what you really get at a bar in New York. I feel like if someone doesn't like you and they don't fuck with you, they're just like, I don't fuck with you, <laughs> and that's it, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that, really. <laughs> I'd rather have that than the other totally. thing. A lot of people wouldn't. You'd be surprised. Sad. I mean, like, I do prefer, like, the very honest, loud thing. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do go out in the valley, I'll go to, like, Thirsty Merchant. Ah, have you been there? Of course. That's, like, the spot where you play cornhole and mm. connect four. And Classic stuff. valley gathering hole. Yeah, it used to be Jalapeno Pete's. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know exactly what it is. Yeah, like, right on Ventura, and then people... All the all the homies kind of migrated towards thirsty merchant. So you're cool. You're cool, seven. The only other question I had was when Ellen sends you a gift, did she actually send you that <laughs> gift? <laughs> she didn't just send it. There was like a dude that came to our apartment, like dressed in like you? Ellen DeGeneres stuff to like a PA. Really? Ring light, piano, uh, cardboard cutout of Ellen that stayed in our apartment for way too long. Like we would just wake up to pee and every night scare the crap out of ourselves because Ellen would just be life-sized <laughs> in our living room. <laughs> but yeah, no, literally they had someone come. And, and even because I, I didn't go in person. So even to like film Ellen, they came with like a suitcase. Oh, it wow. looked insane, like <laughs> out of a movie, a suitcase with all the like the laptop, the microphones, the lights, whatever. And they set it up in the apartment. So that was cool. So when she gave you that, when she rolled that whole thing out, like the piano and the ring light, like she it was actually there within two hours really the live wow, show yeah her. it was there within two hours and it was like crazy i was like it's i got to the apartment the guy rolled up with all that stuff it was wild um but it was crazy at the time see like during top of quarantine before tiktok so top of like you know march april 2020 i free we were freaking out like hence ring pop we were freaking out about money and like collecting unemployment like crappy groceries just not great and panicking and i decided that my quarantine project was going to be to get my real estate license in the event we never come out of this right and i was like houses will always be for sale i could just do this right like i could do this to make money i can come right back out of this once quarantine's over and sell a house and boom we're good to go and like so i studied my ass off for a year and every time the exam came up due to covid popping off they would pull cancel. the exam cancel the exam so i would be like super prepared up all night studied all these keywords is a really difficult exam in california and every time canceled finally locked in the date good to go ellen show wants to film that day <laughs> so everything like sort of happened in the best way possible like i'm not complaining about being on ellen whatsoever <laughs> no i did it you did yeah did you pass i passed so you have your real estate i do and then when i bought my you, first you home, were your own I was agent. a little commission on it, so that was 
Oh, made it sick. all worth it. So if you're ever looking to buy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm your girl. I could put on like a, my push-up bra and like walk in and do the full su- selling sunset thing. <laughs> I don't always look like this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not always wearing oversized Harley gear. Nah, never. Like I got like in my other my spare time, I'm like in stilettos, <laughs> and selling pow- houses, and power blazers. <laughs> yeah, power. <laughs> oh God, jeez, I'm I'm wait- You better not hire another. You either. You either, Mister. I don't. What are you filming right now? Like you. No one hires an agent without coming to Jack. Do you think we can afford houses here? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm like sitting here. At, if, if you save up like just for that down payment after a bunch of time, a long time, which I did. like That's really the trick, It was right? the trick because the mortgage itself is cheaper than the rent. Yeah, My mortgage yeah. right now is, is cheaper than what I was paying for a 700 square foot, one bedroom apartment in like not a great neighborhood in the valley. That's the trick. Like we were paying like twenty five hundred dollars for a one bedroom. Yeah, that's that's about right. It's like pretty normal. That's and in honestly LA. Kind of cheap. Like yeah. like I've seen it go way worse. And I'm thinking like now it's the mortgage is way less. Yeah, and you own it. It's yours. And I'm paying my own rent. So I'm my own landlord now, which is <laughs> really great until a pipe breaks mm. and everything and then gets it sucks. soaked. And uh, I don't know how to work a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and plumbers are expensive. Did you know that? Because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being a grown up. It's not fun, but my dog has a backyard now, so that's good. That's oh. worth it. Yeah, totally. Wow. I'm yeah. so proud of you. You too. Truly. I can't you wait. You too. You have a new show. It's a new the new chapter of the Zach Sang show. Since we met for the first time, this show has gone through so many iterations. Yeah. You fit it's like one I feel like both of us have just been in this one outstanding puberty. Oh my god, it's crazy. <laughs> I haven't grown up. I think I'm still the same person. 100%. People still yell Zach Sang and the gang or Zach Sang and the Soup Body or <laughs> Whenever Goom. I hear somebody bring up Goom, that is like that's that. That's a deep cut. That's <laughs> a deep cut. You yeah. know, it happens more than you think. Really? But I have reached a phase, you know, after 15 fucking years yeah. that like there, there are different people who know me from different things. Right. And some people shout Goom, but then I, I do find a lot of people who uh, have listened to us on like the real radio over the last yeah. 10 years. And Huge. they're like, you know, they've. I get a lot like, I've been listening to you since I was a kid. Or I used to listen to you when I was a kid. And then I'm like, oh, how old are you? And then two, like, where the f*** you go? They're like 14, too. They're like, I've been listening to you since I was a kid. Six. I I get that. I I will hear that. Yeah. Like, really, truly often. Yeah, it's weird. It is. You start to really feel old. Definitely. You see all those Disney stars that you'd interviewed, like, are all turning Mm. 30 this year? Yeah, there's a... And by the way, like, I... God, yeah, like, the Debbie Ryans of the world and... How wild. All those people... Guys. entering their 30s ari liz gonna be 30 i'm gonna be oh my 30. god your liz video uh which one which the one where you're on stage oh break free yes oh my god some of my finest work i thought you were gonna- it was viral on tiktok I, that was in my feed not on you i i was a top comment on that there you go i was like oh my god i may, finally made it to zach saying tiktok jumping up on stage what what is this it was in a feed uh, it was in my for you page from a fan that yeah. posted it it wasn't even you a lot of people have been coming up to me because of that video <laughs> And the, the, the we've had a few viral TikTok moments over our time. Yeah, not as much as I'd like. Right. A lot of people know <laughs> the uh, um, where Liz Gilly thinks I'm poor, and she goes, "Hand me my bag. We're going to lunch." <laughs> Peasant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my latte. <laughs> it's a uh, TikTok's weird, dude. But like you. Damn it! We should have wrote a song for today. I totally blew it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you have one in the archives from Garage Band. I do, that. baby. That's yeah. that's more valuable to me. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want new era jacks. I'm good. No. I'm good with the 2008 from the, the analog. Jacks. Yeah, <laughs> give me real to real. 
Final thoughts there, Daniel? I think we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. We got real estate. We got cancer. You're like, what, are you, what else can yeah, you possibly we, ask for? <laughs> what do you want from me? We <laughs> got <really> pasta. <laughs> right next to the WAP. The WAP. We got a, we got a wet <laughs> ass and pasta. Should we see if Snoop Dogg works for this final moment? Yeah. Can, can you shout out the brand? Like, what? what is it? 19 Crimes. Can you do the thing in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do 19 that. Crimes. Ding. He didn't do it. It's just you going ding. <laughs> Wait, okay, here it is. It's Living a wine life. brand, by the way, that you can scan the QR code and go. it talks to you? Yeah, yeah, it does. This is are you ready? Here. Yeah. Oh, where did you you went to a liquor store to get this? Um, I went to a Ralph's. Oh sick. When I was shopping for the Gabagool. Thank you so much for <laughs> I can't believe Here we you go. Okay, it's happening. Download in progress. Don't close the application. Oh. But I don't like where that little red line is. It looks like a long periodical time. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's moving. Oh god! So this is a lot of anticipation for this moment. You scanned the barcode that is on this bottle of wine yeah. that Snoop Dogg has made, and yeah. then you're going to meet a prisoner. Well, or no, <laughs> no, no, Snoop tells you a story. This oh, is Snoop. Oh, Snoop tells this you. This one specifically is not like a proper prisoner. Oh. <laughs> Why would Snoop Dogg just be on there and then it's just a random prisoner? I don't know. You're right. So Snoop Dogg <laughs> will talk to you? Yeah. Go. Oh my God. He's going to tell us a story. Wait. Now it's making. Okay. Here it goes. Ready? Okay. But you have to see it. Can you come over here? Quite a build up on this one. Wait. Yeah. yeah. yeah here yeah. it is. Can you come here? Yeah. Yeah. But I you can... need to see him talk. I'll be able to hear it. Here it goes. I believed in myself when the world tried to train it. Make it louder. Okay. I'm trying. Here. Wait. It's <laughs> as loud as it goes. I'll put it on the mic. But I have to. Oh God. I don't have the, car... I don't have the arm muscle for this. <laughs> What the heck? Scan label. It had it. <laughs> Shit. This is really not a great endorsement. No, this is sad. This is, this, this, this is horrible. They may see us and ask us never to share this with anyone. <laughs> okay, here it goes. I'm, I'm not moving. Oh, not to. Oh. Gotta thank myself for that. I already yeah. did. But I'm gonna do it again. Cool. Cool. That was it, really. That's it? <laughs> oh my I mean, God, that's what the- No, no, every time you scan it, he says something different. But you can't see it because he's talking in it. Like literally, he's moving oh, on so, the label. Okay, so the way this works is you use your phone as like mm -hmm. a lens. Exactly, and, and, and it the, talks. The, the wine bottle speaks exactly. to you. Exactly, well, yeah. Did you pay extra for that feature? No, no. Okay, that's good. It's we. <laughs> I'll pay extra for anything. At Jack's Right Songs, <laughs> full name. Wait, your legal name is J-A-X? It's Jay Quellen. What? Cool ass Jacqueline. name. Dead. Oh, like, what? Geez. You don't remember that skit? <laughs> Aaron Balake, Kim Peel. You know. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos. Carlos, is... get in there. <laughs> Take my job. <laughs> you're, you're done. <laughs> you're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Please you listen. Follow me as Jake and write songs at TikTok.com. <laughs> no, it's Jack's Write Songs. That's true. And uh, yeah, follow her, please. And I thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And come back album Thank time, you please. Thank for having me. Will you please come over, all yes. of you guys, including you? <laughs> Carlos, Carlos like, I've never met you, but you're welcome to come over for the sauce. We can make it. We have barbecue at my place. Oh, Who's in? sick. You're in? Yeah, you're yeah, in? I'm in. Will you come to the valley for oh, me? Oh, I will come. Yeah, duh. Well. You have a doggy play date. Oh, what kind of dog? A little corgi chihuahua and a German shepherd. Oh, the, both those dogs have fucked my dog up. <laughs> 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 what kind of dog you have? He's like a golden doodle, but he's just like super confused all the time. <laughs> Just living in a state Ultimate of confusion. Ultimate beta, like, really just takes it from everybody. Doesn't it's very lost. It's kind of similar to me. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> doing great. That's anyway, okay, we did it. <laughs> Jack's right songs. 
Hey, beautiful human, you made it through our conversation with Jax. Thank you so much for giving us your time and energy today. And let us know what we can do better and who we should invite on our show next. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media, please reach out and be safe. Hug your family if you can. Do not go to jail and have a great day. I'll talk to you real soon. Peace and love. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorostock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herless. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show. Talk to you soon.